This is the Happy Rant Sports Podcast, in which Ted Cluck and Barnabas Piper rant about old sports, new sports, sports books, sports movies, and anything else related to sports that they feel like. Enjoy. Hey, welcome to the Happy Rant Sports Podcast. I am Ted Cluck, joined as always in our special Destin condo studio by my good friend, my partner in radio, Barnabas Piper. Pipe, we said goodbye. Uh, to Ronald today, Ronnie Tarmac. Um, is in fact hitting the tarmac. Hitting the tarmac as we speak, rolling that bag down the uh, down the jetway, uh, doing what he loves to do best, which is boarding a flight and going somewhere else. But uh, with Ronnie out of the picture pipe, we are free to talk sports, which is what we're going to do at length today. One of our favorite times of the year, NFL free agency in the run-up to the draft. Um We've been chopping it up about this stuff all weekend in the car and just sitting around, but um, there's been massive player movement, and uh, I want to go just kind of conference by conference here, team by team, and we can talk about what we like and who got better. So let's start with a team that I care about, uh, primarily because my son cares about them, and it's the New England Patriots, also Jared Wilson's favorite team. Is Jared more of a Tom Brady guy or no, a Patriots? He's purely a Tom Brady guy. Okay, so his loyalties yeah. are with Tom. Yes, he is now a Tampa fan because th- of Tom. What do you think of Jared's love of Tom? Is that a weird one for you? It's weird to me simply because that's not usually how NFL fandom works. Mm-hmm. Like I'm used to that in NBA fandom. Mm-hmm. NBA fandom is very player based. LeBron fans, Steph mm-hmm. fans, whatever. In the NFL, usually a team based, and when a guy leaves, you're like. I yeah. hate that guy. Exactly. You know, I want to see that guy lose. Yeah. I no longer like him. I miss him. I wish he was still on my team, but also I hate him. It's like, yeah. you know, it's like the the ex-girlfriend you sort of still have a thing for. Exactly. But no, he's, yeah, Jared is just following Tom around with fandom. I don't, I don't understand it because it's not how my mind works. I am not, yeah. I'm not a player fan. I'm a fan of the Vikings. Yeah. And I'm a fan of the game. Yeah, for sure. Like in that sense, I'm a fan of Tom. Like watching mm-hmm. him do what he did in Tampa this yeah, year. Yeah, watching him play is pretty, fun. Pretty extraordinary. Yeah, but for yeah. sure. Great player. Well, the yeah. Pats, man, the cupboard was bare last year. They were. We think of them as being awful, but they still won seven games. So, which yeah, which is a testament to entirely their defense. Yeah, for sure. Because they threw for eight touchdown passes last year, or, or Cam did. <laughs> So, yeah, not not yeah. a great year for him. Yeah, the offense was completely forgettable. The defense was serviceable, even without a lot of their COVID guys. So let's kind of run through the high points here for the Pats. And it's it's been funny hearing people respond to the New England like free agency bonanza. Yeah. Because to me, it's like it's not like they were gonna not spend the money. Yeah. They had the money, they had the cap space, um, they had a lot of holes to fill. Well, there's and there's a couple things to remember. One is uh, all NFL deals are fake. Yeah, so for sure. The only number to look at is guaranteed money. Yep. And even that, there's all sorts of fluidity in because they can push it. They can move it up. They right. can, like, there's a reason why the Saints could be like $85 million over the cap and then all of a sudden sign five free agents. How? <laughs> exactly. Because none of these deals count. Exactly. Um, the second thing to remember is that projections say that in the next year or two, the cap is going to jump by about $60 million. For sure. So a deal that looks bad today will fit right nicely into a salary cap Absolutely. next year. So I think that both of those, like, they, if you look at some of these deals and go, wait, they his cap hit's going to be $30 million next year? Yeah. Yeah, but the cap's going up by 60 so it's not that big of a deal. So when I look at the NFC East pipe, or the AFC East, rather, I actually think the Bills kind of stayed the same. And we can talk about what the Bills did. I think the Dolphins basically stayed the same so far. I, I will say with the Dolphins, um, the ones they, they signed, the one signing they made that moved the needle, needle was um, they just signed Will Fuller. Yeah. And... Will Fuller is a perpetual frustrating player because you get yeah. five brilliant games out of him, a few that he kind of doesn't show up, and then he's injured or yeah. suspended. Last year right. he was healthy the whole year, was killing it, and then gets suspended. Yeah. But he's exactly the kind of player that they need to kind of give Tua a chance to show who he is. Like They yeah. just need more weapons. For sure. And he's a, he's a round out the receiving core guy, and when he's right, he's uh, – yeah. 
he's a, he's a field flipper in terms of what he opens up for other people so, in terms of what in and in in, in addition yeah. to what he gets for himself. With him, Devontae Parker, Mike Gesicki, right? They have they have a really solid baseline mm-hmm. for um for for a good offense. Mm-hmm. They could probably still use one or two more weapons. Hopefully, yeah. they go that way in the draft. But yeah. I like Gesicki, dude. I'm a Gesicki guy. He reminds me of like Todd Heap. If you remember that tight end from the yeah. early 2000s. I think Kasiki's more athletic. He might like, be. Yeah. he's. I don't know that he's like downfield fast athletic, but he's yeah. like long, springy, jump ball athletic. Yeah, he can work the seams a little bit. Yeah. And, yeah. and the thing is, Fuller signed to a one-year, $10 million deal, mm-hmm. which is like he might not live up to it, but if yeah. he's good, he's going to be good worth twice that. So yeah. it's yeah. kind of a and, – and if he sucks, like, okay, well, he's off the books next year. So Exactly. Yeah, it seems like a good move for them. Yeah, the Fuller thing is interesting. I would say they got worse at backup quarterback. Um, moving on from Ryan Fitzpatrick, they bring in Jacoby Brissett. Eh. Um, Jacoby Brissett is going to be one of those guys who finishes his career and is like, wait, he made $70 million as a backup quarterback Absolutely. or something? Absolutely. Yeah, you know, he'll start a handful of games. He yeah. was the starter for Indy. He's never going to be the guy you want starting. Yeah. But as a Vikings fan, I would much rather have him as a backup than Sean Mannion, for sure. example. So, yeah. Yeah, he's... Because Sean Mannion, you don't know if he's, like he's an NFL player. Yeah, he's not an NFL player. Right. Jacoby Brissett is absolutely an NFL player, but he's probably not good, not as good as Ryan Fitzpatrick. Brissett is the Mike Tomzak of today. You know, just kind of the serviceable backup yeah. of this moment. Yeah, yeah. Um, the Bills... Bring in Mitchell Trubisky to back up Josh Allen, which makes yep. sense given what they like to do offensively. That's fine. They bring in Emmanuel Sanders. I like that move because um, they had John Brown, mm. who I think is John Brown's better at certain things. Yeah, but he like Sanders is it's kind of a better complete the like in their offense. Yeah. He's a better kind of complete the field kind of guy. Yeah. I think still yeah. a very useful player. Like he's gonna get. You know, he's going to do 45 to 60 catches, mm-hmm. 500 to 750 yards, and somewhere yeah. between three and seven touchdowns. But, like, just a useful player. Playing opposite Stephon Diggs yeah. is going to be nice for him. I, th- I think we'll see a good... Yeah, and they still have... Uh, why am I blanking on his name? Is it Beasley? Yeah, Cole yeah, Beasley. I still picture him as a cowboy. But, yeah, Cole yeah. Beasley, who's a great slot guy. Quietly racked up, like, a pretty amazing statistical yeah. run last he, year. Yeah, he had he had a big year and mm-hmm. more touchdowns than, than he used to. Yeah, he's, he's a good player. So let's talk Pats in that division. Yes. So you've got all the COVID guys coming back on defense. So Dante Hightower is back. Um, a lot of the other COVID guys who who started for them are coming back. They sign. Um, they re-sign David Andrews on the offensive line, which I really like. They barely had him available last year because of injuries. Um, Reacquire Trent Brown. They get Trent Brown in a trade who's elite at the tackle position. And, and Trent Brown – was good with the Raiders. Yeah. But he became elite with the Pats. Like That's there's right. a he kind of he knows like there there's a there's a continuity there that works yeah. really well. Yeah. So I think they get better on the offensive line mm-hmm. despite losing Joe Tooney. Um defensively they they bring in Devon Gotchow from the from the Dolphins, which is quietly one of those like three technique guys who I think can be really effective. I mean he's a B type guy. He's not yeah. you know he's not in that like And it's an it's a two-year, nine million dollar deal with or right. nine mil guaranteed. So, like, even if he's a backup, you're paying four and a half mil a year for a backup tackle. That's not right. awesome, but it's not the end of the world. And if he's like starter quality, great. Classic Patriots deal. I want to talk about two off-ball linebackers who I really like okay. who they brought in, both from the Dolphins, Raekwon McMillan and Kyle Van Noy. Um, you know, Van Noy is your ultimate kind of system linebacker. Did Van Noy used to be on the Pats? He was on the Pats. He went to the Lions for a forgettable yeah. season or two. Played really well with Miami last year under Flores, and now he's back. Raekwon McMillan is is kind of your classic 2021 fast, almost like a strong safety off-ball linebacker type. So he he ups the speed quotient at that level of their defense in, a, in an interesting way to me. Um and then the two receivers, so or the two tight ends, rather, two receivers, um, Hunter Henry and Jonu Smith. Uh, the Patriots took two bites of the apple in the in the third round at tight end, and uh, then they signed two pretty elite guys here. So. I think I think that – so I don't hate these signings because uh-huh. – so to, a handful of thoughts. First mm-hmm. of all, to anybody who's inclined to go, oh, this is like Gronk and Aaron Hernandez, may he rest in peace. Mm-hmm. Um, no, it's not. 
These are no. two good tight ends. Those were two. Those were the like two of the best. They were freaks for what they did. Yeah. So Hernandez Gronk was is the best tight end ever. Yeah. This side of um, Tony Gonzalez, like, sure. And I think he's better than Tony Gonzalez. Just didn't have the longevity. Yeah, for sure. Gonzalez was a little better at having the type of game that would age well. Well, he kind of Gonzalez kind of introduced the move tight end. Like the, yeah, totally. The, every every tight end part of him had been an inline tight end, mm-hmm. and he he became like the pseudo slot guy, which I think yeah. is. How they see Jonu Smith, which yeah. makes sense because Jonu Smith's a big play guy. Like, yeah, he is. Having watched him on the Titans, you and I mm-hmm. have both been forced to watch him in this yeah. ugly two tone blue. I'm mostly excited <laughs> to see him in a uniform that's not heinous. Yes, um, he's a, he's a really good player. Yeah, yeah, he ups the team speed. He can be that like over the middle kind of presence that Hernandez was. And uh, Hunter Henry, to me, he's more of a Jason Witten type. Uh, that's not to disparage. I mean, yeah. Witten was a tremendous player. He's like a 90-catch guy for yeah, eight totally. straight years or something. Not a Gronk-esque freak, but is going to do really good things in this offense, potentially. And, um, and Cam can't throw downfield anymore right. with any consistency. So having guys who are seam guys, having guys yeah. who are kind of open-in-the-flats guys, to me, thing, like, that's good. all these receiver signings are scheme-it-open type moves. I, and you got to scheme people open for Cam. The move that I hate that they made yeah. is two years... Twenty six million for uh, Nelson Aguilar. For Nelson Aguilar, I'm with granted, you. it's a yeah. I mean, because it's a base salary of eleven. Nelson Aguilar is available in every third round of every NFL draft. Now, that's true. to be fair, yeah, nobody sucks at drafting receivers more than the Patriots. <laughs> that's true. They, they have not drafted a good wide receiver since. Yeah, how far back do we have to go, Irving Fryer? I mean, there's got to be one after Did they Irving draft Troy Brown. Yes, or was he a free agent? Was he an undrafted free agent? Yeah, I mean, they, they've yeah. had good wide receivers. But like they traded for Wes Welker. That's right. They they either traded or signed Randy Moss as a free. No, they traded for him from the Raiders. Danny Amendola had been with the Rams and the Cowboys before. Julian Edelman came to them in the draft, but he was a college quarterback. He was a college quarterback like who they was, converted. He, yeah, and like so, and so here's the other thing: it's like Nelson Aguilar. There's nothing special about Nelson Aguilar. No. He's he had his best year ever last year. Yeah. And was fine. Yeah. Like good year, not great. Yeah. And with the wide receiver market, what it was, like I would have rather them signed Will Fuller for the one year eleven million dollars than this yeah. for Nelson Aguilar. Like this is not a good deal. I'm with you. Yeah, he doesn't move the needle for me. I like the Kendrick Bourne thing, just as a, a gadgety type guy. Yeah, it's entirely fine. But um yeah, it's really gonna ride on these two tight ends and the run game. I think people forget that the that the Patriots have invested pretty heavily in the in the running back position. So between Cam Newton, yeah. uh, Damian Harris, uh, the other guy from Georgia, help me out. Um, I can see him. Sony Michelle. Sony Michelle. You know, this is a team that's going to run the ball a lot. Um, yeah, their other they, that that that's that actually might be their biggest weakness right now. Mm-hmm. They don't have any running backs who can do more than one thing. That's right. So yeah. Damian Harris, line them up, run them downhill. Right. Sony Michelle. Can't catch either. James White only can catch the ball. Yeah. Like, so it's it's the Antoine Smith model or running back. And I think Antoine Smith predated – I know he predated Gronk and Aaron Hernandez. Yeah. I don't remember who was in the backfield in that era. Corey Dillon was there for a little while. Corey Dillon predated them um, too. Um, yeah, they had – It's been kind of a revolving door. They had a bunch of little running backs for a while. They had yeah. big tight ends and little running backs. Yep. Yep. Yeah, I'm looking at I'm looking at Nelson Aguilar's stats from last year. Um, played all 16 games, started 13 of them, less fewer than 50 receptions. Yeah, but he was kind of a downfield threat. Normally, he he had been kind of a possession guy. Right. Early, well, as much as a guy who drops the ball all the time can be a possession guy. <laughs> he had almost 900 yards, which is pretty good. Mm-hmm. Average 18 yards a catch, which is great. Eight mm-hmm. touchdowns, which is great. But like they're paying a premium for a guy who like who had never done this before. Right. He had averaged about. 50 catches and 650 yards right. and, you know, five touchdowns previously. Like, he's... He's a two. He's a Corey Davis he's type. He's a three. Yeah, he's a three. Like, in, in today's NFL, a two is a thousand-yard receiver borderline. So, help me with this. If you're Belichick and you've got all that cap space, why are you not in the Kenny Galladay sweepstakes? Like, what's the knock on Galladay I think that I, keeps you out of that market? Bill Belichick has the weirdest relationship with wide receivers of anybody I've ever seen. So yeah. think of every successful wide receiver they have ever had. They've uh-huh. invested jack crap in them. That's true. So 
Yeah, they, they get Randy Moss even at the bottom of the barrel. They they they, they traded like a third round pick for him right. or something after he was with the Raiders and he kind of dogged it. Yeah, he kind of pro- he had a he protest was, season with he the was Raiders. Still good with the Raiders. Oh yeah, he just was like, I don't want to be here, and I quit. He would play every third play. Yeah, you know. I mean, there were questions of if he was done at that point. Totally. Wes Welker, Julian Edelman. You yep. go back and you get to like the they had, who did they have? They had uh, David. Um, I'm blanking. They, they they had a bunch of like little yeah. possession guys. Yeah. Troy Brown. Yeah. None of those guys were big money guys. Yeah, they were they, value guys. You know, then they then they've tried the guys at the end of their career. They had Chad mm-hmm. Ochocinco. They had Reggie Wayne. No, yeah. neither of whom did anything. Didn't work. Um, and so yeah, they just they're not they're not a good wide receiver team. Right. They're they're not good at figuring out how to invest in wide receivers. High draft picks never work out. Lots of money never works out. Yeah. So I I don't. I don't think Bill Belichick knows what to do with receivers. Yeah, or maybe it's a philosophical situation where he says, I have a better chance at getting a more uh, noticeable matchup with a tight end who brings certain qualities to the table, so he's more comfortable investing there. I mean, he played in a division with Darrell Rivas for years where you know his best receiver may have been getting taken away by the other team's best corner, and for him... Maybe it's a matter of opportunity, right? Maybe he just feels like a John U. Smith, a Hunter Henry, they give me more opportunities to um, to to exploit things when defensively. I think there's also something to be said here that there's this is a bridge year for them. So mm-hmm. the fact that their quarterback is making a base salary of five million. He's getting backup money. He's he's yeah. a bridge quarterback. So yeah. they may not even want him to start the whole year. They may sure. go in on a quarterback high in the draft and bring you know start him later. Mm-hmm. All of which means that they're going to revamp their offense next year. Mm-hmm. Now, you can revamp an offense around two really good tight ends, especially mm-hmm. if one of them's more of a move tight end. Mm-hmm. And if Kendrick Bourne and Nelson Aguilar are receivers two and three or three right. and four, you're fine. Yeah. If the cap jumps by a ton, yeah. here's the thing. You're moving from Cam Newton to a rookie quarterback deal. Yeah. So you're still, you still have room to operate. So this is not going to hurt them long term. Right. I just, I just think Nelson Aguilar is a dumb signing. Yeah. Like, there are there are fifteen better receivers on the market than him. Sure, I don't know who they all are, but yeah. he's not good. So. Well, there's at least three, right? Yeah, I mean, Kenny, Kenny Galladay, Will Fuller. Um, yeah, I'm sure there are a few others that we yeah. would rather have yes. than uh, than Nelson Aguilar. And listeners, if you hear something that sounds a lot like thunder. It's not thunder. It's the four-year-old who's in the condo upstairs crashing their patio door shut repeatedly. So, <laughs> exactly. It's been the soundtrack of our life yeah, for the last pay, three days. Pay no, pay no mind to the petulant child crashing doors. Dude, so the other team with mad cap space in this offseason was the Jets. And I think we all kind of expect big things from the Jets. They've not done much this offseason besides sign Carl Lawson, who is sort of the sexy pass rusher of the moment. I, I like what they did. So yeah, talk me through it. Talk okay. me through what you like. So I'm not a Corey Davis guy, but you might be. I I am a Corey Davis guy in the right context. Uh huh. So last year, so Corey Davis was like a number five overall pick four or five years ago. Mm-hmm. Um, come he's coming off a rookie deal. He was with the Titans. Mm-hmm. The Titans he he didn't become their like explosive number one, but also they were never an open it up and throw 45 times offense. So, yeah. um, but he had a really good year last year. Yeah, he's. He has gained the reputation as kind of the perfect number two wide receiver. Yeah. Where he can be that 900 yards and eight touchdowns guy. Yeah. And he's a grinder. Yeah. And he's a, he's a really good blocker. Which yeah, is, that's true. Which is not a thing you sign a receiver for. No, but you always think, notice it when it's there. It really helps yeah. offense. Yeah. I think Lawson and Jared Davis yeah. are good signings. So Jared Davis is a one-year seven. Talk me through that because we had him in Detroit and he was terrible. But I wonder if that's more of a function of... The Lions being a disaster. Nobody, nobody should be judged for being bad in Detroit. That was my point. Yeah, it's like being yeah. bad on the Clippers in the mid-90s or something. It's almost like, like being Sam Darnold right now yeah. where you, you look at him and you go, he's still pretty young, still pretty toolsy. Let's yeah. give him a reset. So, so I don't know what the Jets are going to do at quarterback. They haven't yeah. traded Darnold, so the indication is they're going to give him a shot. Yeah, I think this is a good start to give him a shot because they also signed Keelan Cole, who is mm-hmm. a great sort of thir- third three, receiver type. Third or fourth yeah. receiver slot guy. Um, Corey Davis is reliable. They mm-hmm. have um, I never remember his name, um, but he's a he's a he's also a slot guy. Yeah, who caught like sixteen passes in a couple games last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I know who you're talking about. Um, they they have the guy they drafted from Baylor last year. Yeah, Denzel um, Mims, Denzel nice Mims. player. Yeah, 
and they have a tight end who is Chris Herndon. Yeah, who has a reputation yeah. as like athletic but kind yeah. of undervalued. So like yeah. they they have they have the pieces for a workable passing. They game. have an elite left tackle. They might yeah. draft another elite tackle if they stay with if Darnold. They, yeah, if they don't go with the quarterback, they could get Najee Harris in the draft and kind yeah. of have a, a really fun, really scary yeah. offense. And I think they have two or three first round picks. They do. So they've got mad capital. I think Lawson's really good. Three years and forty five millions with thirty million guaranteed is. Not an overpay at all for a guy yeah. who's he's probably a top fifteen pass rusher, but he's not a top five pass rusher. Right, right, right. Yeah. So he's he's one B. He's right. A, yeah. He's a great piece in your defense. And Jared Davis is like a one year seven million dollar mm-hmm. deal is if it doesn't work out, mm-hmm. oh well. If it does work out, you might have gotten one of the kind of sneaky athletic off ball linebackers who just yeah. needed to be coached. And their new coach was the Niners defensive coordinator. Correct yeah. me if I'm wrong. With Patrick, who's made Willis. careers out of off-ball linebackers, yeah, yeah Fred Willis Warner and Fred Warner and these yeah. other guys, and so like he might be able to put Davis in a position to really thrive. They bring back Marcus May, who had an incredible season. And here's the other thing: what I love about this is they have a ton of draft assets. They have yep. a ton of cap room. They're not burning them on players that you go just because you like, right? You know, kind of the the Bengals or the whatever move where they just like, yeah. the, like what the Raiders will talk about, right, them. right, right, like, just. No, we got to fill up yeah. cap, and you're like, no, no, no. You need yeah. to, you need to build a team. This feels like this feels like building a team. It feels sensible, and yeah. even if Jared Davis isn't good, it's a bargain deal. So who cares? Yeah, you know, franchise tag on Marcus May is like mm-hmm. I, I dig franchise tagging. Good safety, I do too. Yeah, because the franchise number is like 11 million, which is exactly. doable. Still a bargain. Can work out a long term deal. Yep. Or if like the Vikings that did with Anthony Harris last year, he turns out to have a bad year. You let him walk. Mm-hmm. So. Absolutely. I, I mean, I think I think what the Jets are doing is sensible. It's not yeah. brilliant, but it's sensible. I think it's sensible, and you like to see that from the Jets. Yeah. And I think as far as fun teams on the side that you could kind of decide to care about a little bit, the Jets, you could do worse than the Jets. The Jets are a team that the, the league is always more fun when the Jets are good. I'm buying more Jets stock than I'm buying Jag stock at this point. Yes. Um, I'm, I, yeah, they have an actual NFL coach as opposed to like a former college coach. So yeah, a former college coach who's going to quit nine games into the season if it's not going well. Yeah, he's going to be like, oh, I need more time with my family. And exactly. Some health issues. Mainly, uh, I'm really sick from losing a lot. Exactly. Exactly. All right, Pipe. Let's go to the AFC North. All right. Um, the interesting teams here. Actually, they're all kind of interesting for yeah, different all reasons. Some, some vaguely interesting things. Yeah, I mean the Bengals. We can go quick on the Bengals. They yeah. went after the Fool's Gold and Trey Hendrickson. I'm not a Trey Hendrickson guy. The, yeah, the issue with that is that they gave him the exact same deal as Carl Lawson got. Why not he, just keep Carl Lawson? And Carl Lawson's a better player. Exactly. Trey, Trey Hendrickson was the third best player on a good defensive line, and so he racked up all like the junk sacks. It's kind of like when you have hot, charismatic friends. <laughs> you get access to the kind of girls that they get access to, and you get some like trickle-down interest. That was that was Trey Hendrickson last yeah. year. You know, when you've got, you know, Cameron Jordan and elite players rushing the passer and you're yeah. you're gonna get some hustle sacks, yeah, and, some and cleanup sacks. And good defensive backs so you can get to him. That's right. I think the one signing they made that I like a lot, mm-hmm. surprisingly enough, is Riley Reef. I'm with you. I was gonna go so, the Riley Reef. Riley Reef was the Vikings left tackle. The Vikings have had a dog crap offensive line for the yeah. last few years. However, Reef has been not a problem. He gives them a competent NFL yeah. player on the offensive line, which and they have lacked. They, 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 I think they have a good right tackle. They've mm-hmm. invested some. They can get something in the draft. Yep. Reef, it's a one-year, $7 million deal. And so he is going to give them the kind of play that's like, he's fine. Yeah. When you have him, you want someone better. When you don't have him, you miss him. Totally, too. And so like the Vikings are going to have to really hustle and stretch to figure out how to fill that. Now, maybe... Yeah. Ezra Cleveland, who they drafted last year, can step in, but like yeah. Reef's gonna, he's gonna be good for Joe Burrow. He really is, and he's and he doesn't ever cause problems on a team. He's not like a yeah. diva player. He's no, just, he's just, just solid, a good professional. Another former Detroit yeah. Lion. I did a thought experiment last season. It might have been Thanksgiving with my friend Glenn, who played in the NFL. We created a whole roster, a starting twenty-two of guys who were with the Lions, who were flourishing in other teams. And Riley Reef was one of our starters. And this is why nobody can be judged for being bad on the Lions. That's right. The they, Lions the Lions make players bad. They do. What they do. And they all move on and Which have productive Which is why Matt careers. Stafford, like, if you're a betting person, yeah. I don't encourage this behavior. But if you were a betting person, yeah. I, I would say go throw 10 bucks down on Matt Stafford to win NFL MVP this year. Sure. Like, his Absolutely. odds are going to be really in your favor. Yeah. And he just left the Lions, which means he's going to be way better. Absolutely, dude. Absolutely. Um, let's look at Cleveland. Cleveland is the team that 
um, is kind of the yeah. sexy, like formerly all-star kind of roster that, that Oof, everybody yeah. turned heads with the, you know, a year or two ago, but, um, resign Richard Higgins. Eh. Well, that's, I mean, I think that's good because like continuity on that offense is yeah. good. Baker showed that he could manage that offense. They could be effective. So like yeah. keeping that together is not bad. And Higgins is a solid player. That's good. They get a cheap to Karis McKinley, whatever, you know, so, if they get anything about yeah, it. Yeah. Tack McKinley was a high draft pick and they just, they need, they need defensive depth. So sure. like if he shows them something great, if he doesn't like whatever, he's If you're a Browns your, fan, you're talking yourself into this being yeah, awesome. But yeah, you're, you're looking at his draft status, not his talent. Exactly. Malik um, Jackson, however, uh, that that one year deal, I I think is yeah, that's a great flyer. It is. So he he was let go by Denver, I believe, mm-hmm. and has had some fantastic seasons. Yeah, and I don't know if he's still on top of his game, but like again, they just they had they had one great defensive lineman, and they mm-hmm. just needed more. And I think Malik Jackson is going to come in and make a difference for them. Juju Smith Smith Schuster resigning with Pittsburgh. Oh, oh one more Browns yeah. one. Uh all of the pundits are saying that John Johnson was one of the best signings because they were so bad at the back end of their defense. So John yeah, Johnson's yeah, yeah. A safety, safety signed away from the Rams. Mm-hmm. Um, two things. One, uh, I don't trust any defensive back who gets to play next to Jalen Ramsey. Totally. Because Jalen Ramsey shuts down half the and field. Play and play behind Aaron Donald. behind Aaron Donald. So I don't yeah. know if John Johnson is good. Second of all, John Johnson is not the name of an all-pro anything. No, it isn't. Yeah, that's it. A- John Johnson is in the name of like – a good accountant. It's a troubling name. Yeah. Yeah. It's like yeah. It, his parents didn't try. It conveys a lack of creativity on the parents' side. Yeah. I have concerns. If his parents know. didn't try, it feels like a self-fulfilling prophecy. I'm not yeah. sure this is as good of a signing as everybody thinks. Anyway. The only way I can live with it, if it's, it's, if it's a family name, if his grandfather was John Johnson yeah. and they really love him. If he's him. John Johnson the fourth, like you yeah. have a number to that, it becomes something else altogether. Let okay. me ask you this. If you're a Steelers fan, and I have, I have friends who are Steelers fans yeah. who are listeners, how are you like... What are you talking yourself into at this point with this team? Uh, the fact that Ben Roethlisberger is not a corpse. Okay. Like, that's the only thing you have. Like, yeah. here's the thing. This team lives and dies on Ben Roethlisberger. It does. Which is not a great statement yeah. since it's not 2000 and, you know, 14. He's kind of a corpse who won't go away. Um, yeah, he needs to go away. They're, they're in Ben Roethlisberger purgatory right now. And as such, they can't rebuild. Um, they let their left tackle go. Yeah, Villanueva. Villanueva. I don't think he's. Re- I don't think he's signed anywhere. I mean, he's. He was little, fine. He was. He was. He's. He's Riley Reefish. He was kind of Mendoza line left tackle. Yeah, he's Riley Reefish, except that he played next to a really good offensive line. Yeah, but I think they also lost their left guard and their center. Yeah, uh, their center retired. Retired. Yeah, yep. and then their left guard, I think, left in free agency. Yeah, and so the offensive line was a strength of that offense for years. Yeah. And See, continuity, and that's done. They have a quarterback who's old as dirt and fat. Yeah. They have wide receivers who are, like, Juju Smith-Schuster was great when he played across from Antonio Brown, and then he wasn't yeah. good. Like, they don't have anything on offense that makes me excited. They could, a, be, they could be 3-13. and 13. Yeah, what's the dude they got from Notre Dame? Uh, is it Claypool? Chase yeah, Claypool? Yeah, Claypool. Like, Claypool, I think, is a, is a really talented big play receiver. Yeah. He's also a guy, though, that needs pieces around him to, like— Draw the coverage away he so that he can win. He seems a little bit like early career Kenny Galladay to me. He does. Yeah, you know? absolutely. And, and so, like, he might be great, but, yeah, I don't know. I I, I think I look at that division. Oof, the Steelers are just – I wouldn't be – I think their ceiling – Yeah. Their ceiling is 10 wins if everything clicks. If everything goes right. Their floor is four. Four. Four and 12. Yeah. Yeah, I could, I could see it breaking where the Bengals kind of take a hop – um, Joe Burrow is fun. Maybe they put an offensive yeah. line around him. They they could ascend. The Browns are going to be good. Yeah, we haven't talked about the Ravens, have we? Yeah, the Ravens are going to be... The Ravens have done nothing exciting. They signed... Kevin Zeitler, I like. Yeah. I'm into that. They signed Kevin Zeitler, which is great because their offensive line wasn't... They, they yeah. lost... Um, Who's their great guard? Uh, dang it. He retired last year. Yeah, I know who you're talking yeah. about. Yeah, anyway... Yeah. They lost a really good guard who retired. It's going to come to me later. Yeah. They, they, there was a big hole. They replaced yeah. him with Zeitler, who is above average, but yeah, not great. Totally. Um, and 
Uh, it's only $16 million guaranteed. Yeah. This deal makes me mad. Yes. This is the deal your team should have made. The Vikings should have offered him $9 million a year. Like, they should have just been like... There's a world in which... Room. Just take... Yeah. The Vikings could have had Kevin Zeitler and Rodney Hudson this offseason, and you would be dancing a jig, and it would have moved the needle. Yeah, and Zeitler would have made me happier because he's a guard. Marshall right. Yonda... Marshall Yonda, dude, yeah. was a savage. Yeah, and he retired when he was still really good. I think he was just tired of his body breaking down. That he, guy could play anywhere in the offensive line. Yeah, the, Google lists him as a tackle, which is you know yeah. inaccurate because he, he was, was really guard. But he filled in a tackle. He filled and, in at center. He filled yeah. in a tackle. Dude, during COVID, I like took a deep dive into Marshall Yonda tape, and yeah. uh, that's a that's a pleasure. If you like offensive line play, that guy was just a beast. The Ravens did lose uh, Matthew Judon to the Patriots, yeah. which I think the Patriots overpaid for him. Yeah, but again, that's going to look fine once the cap goes up. Right. It's going to hurt the Ravens because he was, a, he was great in their system. I'll say this. Of the edge guys, I was the most bullish on Judon because he does everything. Like, he can win against the run. He He's an edge setter. See, I like Lawson better. Okay. Because I think Lawson Lawson is a three, like, a like he's a true three-down defensive yeah. end. I guess and, for the Pats, I like Judon better. Yeah, I could yeah. say because they're good with gadget guys. Right, he right. Can, he can be a bit of a Swiss Army knife. He, he strikes me as, like, Rob yeah. ninkovich e for the Pats. The Steelers also lost Bud Dupree. Yeah. Which, again, Bud Dupree's a system guy. Yeah. But... Their system was really good, and he was good in it. He and was. now they lost a talented player. And so, right. yeah, I... The needle is trending downward for the yeah, Steelers. The Steelers were at, have been a so big. Big Ben is holding them hostage, right? Because if he had decided to retire, they could have gone into full rebuild mode. Totally. None of their don't resign any of their expensive guys. Yeah, you know, just struggle for a year, kind of fill in. Now they have to go for it again. Yeah, the, the best case scenario for them is like. Oh, I guess it's ten and seven now because they added a game to the season. That's going to change. That's our weird, NFL dude. Math. Yeah. I know that's so weird. Um, yeah, but like, and so maybe eleven wins because it's a seventeen. So maybe eleven and six or whatever. But that's best best case scenario. Let's talk AFC South because there's right. so many fascinating situations yeah. in this division, and the Titans might be the least interesting team in it, in the sense that Houston is a disaster, but they've signed like twenty guys. I mean, they're taking incredible swings here. And I I'll, hate all of them. I don't hate all of them. I want to okay. talk about one that I really like, and it's Philip Lindsay. So that running Ooh, back room. I missed that one. Because that, yeah, that, that one like just today. happened like last yeah, yeah, night. The, I, yesterday I saw that he was released. So the running back room has Mark Ingram, Philip Lindsay, whoa. and. Whoa, 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 whoa. Yeah. Philip Lindsay is the best running back on that roster, but they just traded. For David Johnson. They traded DeAndre Hopkins for him. That's where I was going. Phil Lindsay is going to turn out to be the best running back on that team, despite all the capital that they put into other Bill guys. Ryan ruined this franchise for like five years. Yeah, it's amazing. What a disaster. It's amazing. Yeah, I mean, they, they hired. They're hired. They, they signed a bunch of like. Depth guys. Yeah. I think they signed I a think bunch of guys that aren't going to be there in two years. Marcus Cannon at offensive tackle is a usable player. He's usable. Dante Moncrief stinks. Yeah. Andre Roberts, not good. Mark Ingram still has something left in the tank. The fact that they paid money for Mark Ingram and Philip Lindsay while they have that makes like, no sense. What, what? Mark Ingram, old. Marcus Cannon, old. Um, Justin Britt, old. Um, and I don't, I don't hate these guys for what they are. Even Christian Kirksey, probably on I mean, the downside of it. Yeah, at some level, they're just like, ah, uh, we gotta, we gotta keep. We Sean, have to put a team gotta, on the field. We gotta get Deshaun Watson. Yeah, keep him alive. But I'm like, yeah, he, if he decides he's ever gonna not hold out, he's you know, trading for Shaq Lawson. They traded Bernardrick McKinney. Bernardrick McKinney. McKinney. Yeah, that's whatever. That's a Decent. lateral move. I'd rather have a good defensive lineman than a good linebacker. Generally yeah. speaking, yeah. in today's league, let's talk about Carson Wentz, dude. Where are you at on that? The Colts have signed two guys. Yeah, let's get to the Colts. That's they re-signed Marlon Mack, and they, they get Carson Wentz in a trade. Um, so, I love this trade just from a value yeah. standpoint. So here's the thing. His contract is not great. Right. But as a Vikings fan, mm-hmm. uh, Car- I'd rather have Carson Wentz on his contract than Certainly. Kirk Cousins on his contract. 100%. And when the cap jumps next year, that contract's going to look way better. Yeah. Or at least way less bad. Yeah. Resigning Marlon back is great because they have Jonathan Taylor. Yeah. Max coming off an injury. But if you have like a, a 1A and a 1B, he's a great changeup. Yeah, yeah, great changeup. And he's, and he's been really productive when he's healthy. Yeah. He can't catch the ball for anything. But Fun I, little receiving core, yeah. though, for that. I yeah. think um, they definitely need some more weapons on the outside. Yeah. Like, I, I thought they might go after like a Will Fuller or something. I thought so, too. Yeah. T.Y. Hilton. 
maybe a little corpsey at this point. Well, it's and it's hard to tell. Like he he yeah. might be corpsey, but also Philip Rivers was very corpsey. That's it. So Phil Rivers couldn't throw the ball from one end yeah. of this condo to the other. The fact. Well, Props to Philip Rivers. The fact yeah. that he still had a, a productive season despite yeah. having an utter spaghetti noodle of an arm. <laughs> totally. Was, like it was just it was just guile and smarts and it was. whatever. I'm a big Phil guy, man. I hate to see him I, go. Yeah, I think I think trading for Carson Wentz is exactly the right gamble for them because they didn't trade any first round picks. Yeah. It's just money. Yeah. And Carson Wentz has played at an MVP level. Yeah. And I think people underrate how utter trash the Phillies' offensive ro- Phillies, oh. the Eagles' offensive roster has been for the last three years. It's been so bad, and even the O line, which was like the fillet of that offense, they were all hurt last year. They've been hurt for the last two or three yeah. years. Yeah, their best receiver, like they don't know how to draft receivers. Their, their best tight, receiver was Greg Ward, who was like an XFL guy. Their yeah. tight ends were mostly injured. Yeah. So, uh, yeah. So uh, what is it? Um, there was Zach Ertz, Zach Ertz and uh, Dallas, Dallas Goddard. Goddard, yeah, yeah. Uh, Goddard missed time. Ertz missed time. Their best player was the running back, and they refused to hand the ball to yeah, him, Miles which Sanders, made me so angry on Miles, his behalf. Miles Sanders, yeah. a really good running back, and they just wouldn't use him. So, and that's the other thing is after that Super Bowl win, their offensive coaches Frank Reich left. Yeah, the Colts have been good yeah. under Frank Reich. The Eagles have been terrible, terrible under Doug Peterson. Yeah. Who was the real brains behind that? Exactly. You know, John Filippo is part of that passing game. He's gone, and he's been an offensive coordinator elsewhere. He hasn't been great, but, like, yeah. he contributed. Totally. So, I I really and, – and the Colts have proven themselves to be a really stable organization totally. recently. Yeah. Which means I think Carson Wentz might – like – if he's going to flourish anywhere, I think he flourishes so, here. Yeah, like what I said about Matt Stafford. Yeah, throw another ten dollars on Carson Wentz. That's it. This will be the best version of Carson Wentz that we've seen in a while since twenty seventeen. Yeah, I think as a function of the rest of the division being, you know, on a spectrum from disastrous to just, eh, I think the Colts could have a great season. Jacksonville yeah, the Col- has the, the Colts should should easily win thirteen or fourteen games. That's what I was going to say. I, I was going to say twelve games as a conservative, right? I'm 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 making the mental adjustment to a seventeen game season. Yeah, well so done. Thir- thirteen mm-hmm. and four. Yeah, I can see it. Seems like a, a good bet for them. Jacksonville has signed a ton of guys. They have a ton of cap space. Do any of them matter? They do not. Two of them do. The okay. only guy that matters to me here is Marvin Jones. Yes, he's who the, I like. Yeah. Um, I think in the defensive backfield, Shaquille Griffin and Rayshon Jenkins are yeah. like. Worthwhile starters. I think they are. Yeah, you're going to play a lot of zone with Shaquille Griffin. It's fine. Resigning Cam Robinson is good because it keeps an offensive line that was adequate. Adequate. Yeah. Like they 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 have a professional offensive line. But make no mistake fine. about it, Cam Robinson is just adequate at best. Yeah. You know. But it's I mean it's a franchise tag, which means it's yeah. a one year thing while we have money. That's right. We'll yeah. Fill this spot or whatever, but like fill fill this spot. See what happens next year. The the reason I liked that move mm-hmm. as like a, okay that's smart. They're about to draft a quarterback number one overall. Right, bringing that guy in continuity your, makes sense. Like you, you run the you run the David Carr risk or the Kyler yeah. Murray risk if you have a trash offensive line. Totally. So. Let's talk Titans, dude. It's oh, our our do, team. Yeah. Do we have to? Their <laughs> their free agency period has mirrored their uniform in the sense that it inspires that I hate it. Yeah, yeah. It inspires nothing in us. Um, I, I think the biggest loss of the offseason to the Titans was their offensive coordinator going to Atlanta as a head coach. Yeah. And um, I think that's the that's the, the void that we're going to see the be, most. We also realized this year their biggest loss was uh, their defensive coordinator from the previous year retiring in yeah. Dean, Dean Pease. Dean Pease, yeah. Uh, because their head coach has never led on a defense better than like 25th in the league. Yeah. And I think they were like 28th or 29th. So. Yeah. 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 Bad defense. Um you know, Bud Dupree, I think the perception and the reality thing with Bud Dupree is a little bit different. I don't think he's going to be a bust on the level of Jadavion Clowney, but I do think Bud Dupree is a scheme guy. Um, well, the thing I like about Bud Dupree, it's it's kind of what I like about Matt Judon, is that he is a complete player. Yeah. Um, I mean, he's Mike Vrabel-esque. Yeah. You know? And I don't, like, Clowney... Clowney wasn't great with the Titans, but neither was anybody else on defense. Yeah. Clowney has never lived up to his draft billing. Right. But he has been a really good NFL player. Yeah. If, like, if, if Clowney hadn't been the sensation that he was yeah. coming out of college, we would look at his career as fine. And frankly, in college, his sensation was 
like four highlights. Exactly. It was the Michigan hit. The one where he he decapitated a guy. Clowney was a he was a media creation. Yeah. You know, which is always a fun phenomenon to look at in a player. And I think it happens with edge guys if yeah. they compile like a handful of really freaky highlights. Yeah, he was compared to like Julius Peppers. The difference is like Julius Peppers is one of the best athletes the NFL has ever seen. Yeah, he was a generational athlete and a handful to block. Yeah. I mean he was six seven, mm-hmm. two ninety eight. He was the starting power forward for a ACC winning basketball team, like, and he was good. Yeah. like he was noticeable. Yeah, like a like a double double threat kind exactly. of guy. Exactly, and and Clowney Clowney was just big. Yeah, and he was straight line fast, but he's still been a good. Like he's a tackles for loss guy, not a yeah. sack guy. Totally, totally. He has no bend. He yeah. has no moves. Yeah. But he can physically dominate a tackle. He can sure. control the line of scrimmage. Sure. He can be part of a good defense. Right. But he should just be paid, you know, $6 million a year, not 16 Yeah, he's a piece, not a centerpiece. Yeah. Um, let's go to the AFC West. Oh, please, let's get away from the Titans. Denver Broncos lost I, their best running back and did kind of nothing else exciting. Yeah, and who cares? Yeah, I'm not a Broncos guy. The best quarterback in their building is still John Elway. Yeah. They're a mess. The Chiefs are really interesting. The Chiefs are fascinating. They lose their two tackles. They bring in two potentially elite guards, one that we know is elite and durable in Joe Tooney, one that used to be elite and had injury problems in Kyle Long. But I'm kind of, I'm, I'm kind of buying Kyle Long stock just because I like him as a guy. And letting their two offensive tackles go sounds utterly disastrous, which if you remember the However, Super which yeah. if you remember the Super Bowl, it was. It was. But they're both. One of them is going to miss a good chunk of the season because it was an yeah. Achilles injury, and the other one's coming off of a severe back injury. Now, yeah. Mitchell Schwartz is one of the best right tackles in the league. Yeah. When he's healthy, right? If he's healthy, he's getting to be the wrong age. Yeah. Um, I hope the Vikings sign like an incentive laden deal with him, where it's like we'll sign you awesome. two million dollar base salary with potential right. to make like eighteen million or something. Well, and the Vikings are the perfect destination for a guy like that in that you need. Just a competent NFL tackle. And it's a great dice roll to make where if you're getting the right Mitchell Schwartz, you're getting an elite guy still. Um, But I also think moving on from him may have been the right move for the Chiefs. So they sign a couple of guards. And and building the inside of your offensive line has never been more important than it is now. That's right. Because a quick passing game, it's the middle pass rush that disrupts it. So if you can solidify that... Yeah, you're good to go. Maybe they, you can find a tackle. And they got place. absolutely pistol whipped yes. late in the playoffs. So. They sure did. Yeah, they sure did. Let's talk about the Raiders. Uh, what a disaster! Always fascinating in like a car crash way. Yeah, total car crash. I'm looking at these signings, um, and, and I want I want to talk offensive line because because they're morons. Because they're crazy. Yeah, they have okay. one of the best centers in the league in Rodney Hudson. They let him go. Um, one oh, of the, who the Chiefs traded for, so that wasn't part of their free agent signing. So two guards and Rodney. Actually, Hudson. the Cardinals got Rodney Hudson. The Cardinals, yeah, the which Chiefs, is kind of great for them. Too. Yeah, Cardinals the Chiefs were rumored. Yeah, yeah. yeah, so Rodney Hudson gone, Trent Brown gone. Um, they re-signed Richie Incognito, who I will always be a fan of. They got Nick Martin. They got Nick Martin, Nick which Martin's is pretty good. Is pretty good. Yeah. Um, you know they signed Yannick Ngakwe, which I don't know if Ngakwe is. A real guy, or if the if the good production was just the outlier and a and a. I think Ngakwe is a little bit Trey Hendrickson ish in, in that, that he was the beneficiary of playing he, with he great was, people. He was on a on a really filthy defense in, yes, he in was. Jacksonville for a yeah. couple years and had big production, and then hasn't since. Yeah, and when he moved to the Vikings and they their defensive line was very unhealthy, he was yeah. entirely forgettable. They traded him to the Ravens, who had a good defense, but. They have a weird system because they don't yeah. have like hand in the dirt pass rushers, and that's right, kind of right. what he is. Yeah. So like, is he going to be good? I don't know. But yeah, I don't know that I would have paid him thirteen million dollars a year. Well, the Raiders did, and that's a thing that the Raiders do. Yet there's nothing that they've done that inspires me to think that they're going to be anything more than a seven and nine, eight I'm, and eight type. Of team. I will say so. If you'd like to know why I hate the Patriots signing Nelson Aguilar for thirteen million dollars a year. Uh huh. It's because the Raiders replaced him with John Brown for three and a half million dollars a year. That's true. And John Brown is a better player. Sure. Like yeah. that's the kind of thing you can do in free agency. The Patriots would have been better off with John Brown at four million than Nelson Aguilar at twelve or whatever it was. Totally, totally. Um I kind of dig the Zay Jones 
Like, yeah. He's had some games. Yeah. I mean, he's a guy that, like, you get you get excited about the tools. I, the one signing that they made that mm-hmm. I really like, mm-hmm. Solomon Thomas. Yeah. He was a top five pick. Yeah. He's never lived up to it. But five million to give a guy a shot. It's a cheap dice roll, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. They almost never work out, but that's why they're called dice rolls. That's right. Yeah. But I think Al Davis said it. He, he's like, always take a chance on a former, you know, high first rounder. Yeah. If you can get him at a bargain, why not? Well, and that's the thing is like the problem is Al Davis also took chances on the high rounders and got those wrong too. <laughs> he totally did. He's like, he got oh, a lot but he of ran those a four too. If this wide receiving core, John Brown, Zay Jones, uh, Henry Ruggs, if they all hit the, like they got, the who else do they have? They got a, they got a big downfield threat. Uh, used to be in the Chargers, I think. And they uh, still have the tight end. Yeah, they still have um, Weller. Yeah, Weller, who's who's a great receiver. I mean, if they all show out at like a ceiling level of what their potential is. This could be a fun offense, but the offensive line is the the big question mark. Man, right? I almost looked up uh, Oakland Raiders. They are the yeah. Las Vegas Raiders, which I have not gotten used to. At Me neither. All. Me neither. Is it Darren Waller? Is that his Darren name? Waller? Yeah, Waller, not Weller. Yeah, Darren Waller is. I mean, he's a top three yeah. tight end. He's sure. nice. Yeah, he's really good. Where are you at on the Cowboys? Let's go to the NFC East. We this was skipped. a. Can can I just just yeah. quick quick word? We skipped the Chargers. Yeah. The one thing they did that I thought was great was getting Corey Lindsley. Yep. I, th- I love it for two reasons. One, they have a young quarterback, so a smart, mm. really good center is a great move. Yeah. Second, he's no longer on the Packers and is a Vikings fan. I'm thrilled. Okay, yeah. moving on. Where am I on the Cowboys? Yeah. Uh, they go as as Dak goes. Yeah, yeah. If Dak is back and healthy, um, their their offense is scary. Not a lot to say about the Cowboys. Their 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 receiving core is real exciting. Yeah, Dak was on pace to break every NFL passing record. Yeah. through like six games, and then he whatever his leg broke in seventeen pieces. So yeah, if he's healthy. They're great. We're we'll talk about the Giants a minute because they're they're quickly reaching Titans. They are, but like, let's look at their two receiver signings: Kenny Galladay. They paid a lot for. Yeah. John Ross. They took the the ultimate cheap dice roll on a toolsy yeah, guy. This, I'm, the fact that the fact that the Raiders didn't sign John Ross is astounding. He's the fastest guy in his draft class, and he sucks. So. Yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, so you get Galladay, you get John Ross, um, you get Kyle Rudolph, who we talked about off the air as like a good late career post up. I I like Kyle Rudolph for that because they also mm-hmm. have um, who's the who's the guy that get they drafted like 13 overall? Is it Evan somebody or other? Yeah, Evan Ingram. Ingram, yeah, and Ingram is like the move tight end. He's yeah. never lived up to it, but like Rudolph is. Rudolph's a great counterpart to that because he's a very good blocker. Mm-hmm. He's got great hands, and he's six six, and he's a good red zone guy. Yeah, but he's never going to get more than like forty five catches in a season. So he's he's going to help that offense. I think Rudolph's, Rudolph's a good signing. What's Danny Dimes' ceiling as a comp? Like when you think about c- comparisons for Daniel Jones, um, what's his ceiling? Like how good could he be? Man, so here's the thing: we were talking about this. The quarterback position today is so hard to figure out because you have your like five elite, elite guys. Yeah. You know, it's like Mahomes, Rodgers, Russell Wilson. I'm sure I missed a couple. I think Brady's yeah. still in that. Yeah. You know, I'm, I'm Deshaun Watson. And then you get like 15 guys who yeah. are all like elite 11 camp guys. And you're like, I don't know if these guys are yeah, yeah, yeah. They're just system guys. And, and so you have to kind of go back a ways and think like who's – I don't know, like what Drew Bledsoe or something. Yeah, maybe. Yeah, maybe somebody like that. I, mean, Bled- I, I was always going to say Bledsoe was a statue, though, and Jones is fairly athletic. Like, yeah, different. I was always, I, I was almost going to say, and I lost my shoot. I lost my page that I was looking at. Uh, free agency tracker. Here we go. A good Daniel Jones could almost be like Carson Wentz in a good season. You know, yeah. maybe not that good. But well, what is Carson Wentz's ceiling? I mean, maybe we saw. It. Maybe it's 2017. I think it. I think it is. I think it is. Yeah. Um, I want to talk about the team in the in the NFC East who I think could be really sneaky good, and it's Washington. <laughs> Washington has like their defense, a Super Bowl level healthy. defense. Yeah, yeah. They, they had a garbage offense last year, uh-huh. but they have interesting guys. I want to talk about them. Okay. Um, they bring back Brandon Sheriff. I like that as an O line guy. Yeah, he's one um, of the better guards. One of the better guards in the league. They signed Curtis Samuel, who's a really interesting toolsy like piece at receiver. Um, they still have uh, who's who's the receiver that we like McLaurin. from them? Terry McLaurin. Yeah, Terry McLaurin. 
And they bring in Fitz Magic, which I, I've I've heard this signing panned, and I've heard well, it. And they and they got was it Antonio Gibson? Is that his name? Yeah, Antonio who's Gibson, like a, who's a running back, but also a great receiving threat, big play guy. Exactly, and he really kind of showed out as a rookie. He really showed out as a rookie. I like the Ryan Fitzpatrick thing because I think he's having a Vinny Testaverde esque late career renaissance that actually makes him viable for a few years because his style ages well. Yeah. Um, his age doesn't bother me. And in an NFL quarterback market where his style, he's going to go until his arm falls off because, sure. because he's not a, he's, he's not, he doesn't rely on athleticism and he's actually cleaned up some of the turnover stuff to where his disastrous games are less frequent and they're not as disastrous. Yeah. And if you've got a great defense and you've got an offense with some upside, I actually don't hate this, and I think I like it, and I think they could be the best team in that division. Um, it's not going to be Philly. It's not going to be the Giants. The Cowboys will go as Dak goes. We'll see how he comes back from yeah, that injury. It, it seems to me like it's between Washington and Dallas, and both of them could be like well well into the winning percentage. For so sure. we're talking like 10 to 13 wins. Yeah. Um, now, I think Fitz has a ceiling on him. Because I don't think he's consistent enough. Like when yeah. he's when he's on, he's like four hundred yards and four touchdowns yeah. on. But you, he's not the guy who you're like. All right, it's you know twenty four to twenty. There's a minute yeah. and a half left, and we've got the ball on our own twenty five yard line. Take us to a touchdown. Yeah, I don't trust him at all. No. And so the the other thing about Washington that puts them in a weird spot. Now I don't. I think they they've been building a team really well. Mm-hmm. Fitz might be the wrong quarterback for them because they need a quarterback. Yeah. And he might lead them to 10 or 11 wins, which means they're going to draft in the 20s. They're always going to be in purgatory. Yeah, so they're, yeah. Ne- they're never going to get the, the Justin Fields or whoever. Yeah. However, as we discovered this year, like Matthew Stafford was available by trade. Sure. And Carson Wentz was available by trade. And hopefully next year, Kirk Cousins is available by trade. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Now he's not going back to Washington. Well, Make I, him available. That would yeah. be funny. It would but, be funny. Um. So they they can get an, a real NFL quarterback. Sure. Yeah i I think they're I think if they had a real NFL quarterback, like a top twelve guy. Yeah. Like had they gotten Stafford? Yeah. They're the favorites in this division. Sure. Fitz is just a wild card. He's a wild card. Yeah. But I think in this off season, and and this is a bridge to the next team we'll talk about. I'd rather have a wild card than have Andy Dalton and Nick Foles, <laughs> which is what Bear fans have. Um, um, this has I, been this has been pointed out by Robert Mays and others. Yeah. So give credit where it's due. I did not come up with this idea, but mm-hmm. the fact that the Bears signed Andy Dalton while they have Nick Foles is so delightful to me. Now, sure, it made Robert Mays cry because yeah. he's a Bears fan. It made me laugh because I'm a Vikings fan. Because they could have had Andy Dalton last year. Yeah, for free. Yeah, I mean for money. Yeah. But instead, they traded a high draft pick for Nick Foles yeah. and paid him $20 million a year. Mm-hmm. And they still have him. Mm-hmm. And now they have Andy Dalton. So yeah. this is the whole thing about this is just, it just makes me a little bit gleeful. This was great news for the rest of the, the NFC North. Um, the Lions, I mean, look, you know, the, the, the Lions are always turning over. Coaches and front offices, and there's always a sense of... And the Bears should be turning over their front office. Let's the Bears should be turning over their yeah. front office. I want to talk about what they've done that I've liked. and Well, that was quick. <laughs> yeah. They've, they've kind of kept the receiving core at a... It, 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 it kind of an above-water level of interesting, well, in as much as... They have Allen Robinson. No, no, I'm talking lines oh, now. Oh, lines. I thought you were talking about the Bears, and I was yeah. like, what? Yeah, so the okay. so the Lions bring in Brashad Perryman, Tyrell Williams, um, both cheaper than the receivers who they would have had to to keep in free agency. Um, yeah. Michael Brockers, they re-signed Romeo Aquara. So so they're doing things here. Here's what I don't here's what I don't get about. The I do Lions. like the moves along their defensive line. I like it too, but they're moves that teams who are trying to win make, mm-hmm. and I just don't know about that. But I'm 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 all about keeping good players, right? So the Brockers one I really liked because he was mm-hmm. going to get cut. And yeah, so they basically absorbed him into cap space. Yeah. And, you know, so they have a new coaching staff. Like, here's the thing. Even if you're a really bad NFL team, mm-hmm. 
you have to be adequate or people start to get like people get killed. Yeah, that's true. So guys like Brockers, who are just a solid player, mm-hmm. matter. Romeo Aquara was a guy who they drafted in the middle rounds. He I was think. a good player. And like in yeah. last year he kind of exploded and he still has potential. Like yeah. he has like Daniil Hunter potential. Like he he's does. long and explosive. Yeah. He's really good. So re-signing him, that you, that makes sense. Here's the thing. I could see a world in which the Lions surprise people with how adequate they are this year in yeah. the sense that they get Jamal Williams from the Packers to be a change-up guy with DeAndre Swift. They're going to run the ball a lot. Both um, those guys, both those guys are good receivers. Yeah, they're which both is good receivers because he's not a good quarterback. They're going to run a lot of play action. That's going to that's going to help Goff. They've got an ascendant young tight end in TJ Hawkinson. Yeah. They could be decent. I really think their their wide receivers are utter trash, though. I don't. They think, could be utter trash. Brashad Perriman has two good games a year. Tyrell Williams makes four deep catches a year that make highlights. That's true. Like, they're, they're not good players. I'm trying to see the good in it. Yeah, I, yeah. They're they're great athletes. They they're are not good players. They are great athletes. So let's go to your team, uh, Pipe. Well, can let's... we talk about the Packers real quick? Yeah. Simply because um, I like to crap on the Packers. Sure. So the Packers did two things. They let Corey Lindsley walk and they re-signed Aaron Jones. Yeah. For the same money. Yeah. That's a bad trade. Yeah, I agree. In, in NFL value, having a top three or four center is yeah. way more valuable than having a top ten running back. Right. Especially when you invested in running back yeah. in last year's draft. When you took A.J. Dillon in the second round. So mm-hmm. I would just like to say thank you to the Packers for making that decision. I think Jones is a very good player. Yeah. I think that was a very bad trade. Okay, Vikings. Yes. All right, Vikings. Um, I think this is our last team too, isn't it? No, no we still got the We got one division. Yeah, yeah, we got the South. Yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't, see, I don't see the Vikings as a team that's going anywhere. Uh, the Vikings are a – like their ceiling is wild card. Yeah. Unless the you know, if, if Aaron Rodgers gets hurt, they win the division. Mm-hmm. But as long as he is healthy, they're the second team in the division. Sure. Um wild card. The the two things that they did that I that I thought were good moves. Mm-hmm. I liked the Dalvin Tomlinson signing. Yeah. Um I think it was a little too much money, mm-hmm. but they what at, in the words of Robert Mays, they are going to be a pain in the A to mm-hmm. play against for other teams in the middle of that line. Hard yeah, to run true. on. Some people think he has potential as a pass rusher, whatever. Mm. So solidify the middle of defense. I like the Patrick Peterson signing, although, again, yeah. maybe a little too much money. Yeah. Um, because they have really young defensive backs. But that gives them three starting quality corners, one of whom is a all-time professional. Yeah. And that helps. Yeah. It also frees them up in the draft – to not have to take a corner in the second round or mm-hmm. a defensive tackle in the first round. And kind of, it, they can draft based on best player available mixed right. with need rather than just need. So yeah. I, I think it solidifies, but like, whatever. Mm-hmm. With Kirk Cousins as your quarterback, you're never going to win a Super Bowl. And uh, they didn't have enough money to make big splashes. But I thought these were like, yeah, these were acceptable. They were signs. decent. Yeah, they, they were decent. It helped where there were needs. You're gambling on the Lions sucking, which they probably will. The Bears yeah. getting worse, which they probably will. Yeah, and maybe the Packers getting worse. Yeah, I think the I think the Packers will still be good. The Packers yeah. are just a. I mean, Rogers, they're good. Rogers yeah. played some of his best football last year. They're scary right. as all get out. Yeah. Um. Yeah, I think if the Vikings don't put three draft picks into the offensive line, yeah, fire everybody. Yeah. Like they, the fact they have been criminally negligent yeah. in their offensive line after yeah. paying skill position players, and that's just absolutely stupid. Yeah, you can't win that way. Yeah. NFC South, boring. I don't yeah. see a world in which the Bucks don't win thirteen games again. Like, yeah, I'm looking at the like the Panthers did a couple. Nope, just nope, nope, nope. Just one interesting thing they signed yeah. Reddick. Um, the Saints, the Saints did one very interesting thing in that they re-signed. Uh, Who's their quarterback who's a fake quarterback? Yeah, um, Taysom Hill. Taysom Hill. To like a five-year, $140 million contract. It's all fake money. With though. four years that are voidable. <laughs> exactly. I don't even understand that. Yeah, they basically signed him to yeah. a one-year deal. Um, yeah, if, if Tampa doesn't win 13 to 15 games in the 17-game season, like that that division's bad. Yeah, it's, it's bad really division. bad. It's really bad, and it's kind of boring, and... I mean, um, Atlanta's going to figure out how to put up a bunch of points if Matt Ryan's healthy. Yeah. Carolina is kind of doing the Jets thing where they're, like, building in a solid way, but until they have a quarterback yeah. who matters. Like, it's kind I, of moot. I have an abiding affection for Teddy Bridgewater. I do, too. 
but I do think he showed himself to be sort of the Jacoby Brissett high yeah, quality. We saw the guy. Yeah. yeah, we saw Which the scene. Makes me a little sad. I thought he was going to be better, but whatever. Total. The yeah. Saints are a wild card because Jameis Winston and Taysom Hill are both kind of not real NFL quarterbacks. Yeah. Um, yeah. And the Bucks have re-signed everybody and uh, they're just running it back plus draft picks. Dude, let's go to the NFC West. The Cardinals are doing some fun things. And some weird things. And some and some very weird things. But one thing that they did that I loved is getting Rodney Hudson yes. via trade. Um, that was a great get for them. A head scratcher for the Raiders to let him go. Um, he makes them better immediately. Uh, they bring in old A.J. Green. They bring in old J.J. Watt. Um, I don't know what I think about these things. Yeah, me either. I, yeah. They way over. They way overpaid JJ Watt. Totally. JJ Watt. I've been sort of. They would have been better giving Carl Lawson the contract he got. Yeah. Or um, Bud Dupree. Yeah. Like JJ Watt is living on reputation. He's still a decent player, but like he's living on reputation. I kind of like JJ Watt in like a late career Charles Haley role. You have to use him like a reliever, though. You know what I mean? You, can, you can't have him in the starting rotation. He, he has to be willing to do that. And I That's it. He is. Yeah, yeah, he still sees himself as like 2013 J.J. Watt. Yeah, they only made one move that I think is good, and it was Hudson. Yeah. Trading a third-round pick for the best center in the NFL is absolutely you got to do acceptable it. move, especially when Kyler Murray got sacked 722 times last year. Where are we at on the Rams? What does the Stafford thing do for you? Um... The Rams are, I mean, I like the, I think Stafford. So first of all, Stafford has never been in a consistently good system. Yeah. Because they've switched systems. He was like West Coast and he's downfield or he's West Coast and he's run heavy. Yeah. The organization's been a disaster for his entire pro career. We've seen him throw for 5,000 yards. We've seen him with great receivers. We've seen him in some decent systems. Yeah. He has at least two really good receivers. Robert yeah. Woods and um, Cooper Cup are both good. And yeah. they have a third receiver, Josh uh, Morgan. Yeah. Josh Morgan, maybe. Yeah. Um, who's who's a good third receiver. They have a good running game. They've yeah. invested in that. Um, they have a smart coach. Uh-huh. I think what this is, if if Stafford sucks this year, McVay might be gone. Yeah. Because he did, he hasn't had a great couple of years yeah. offensively. Like when they went to the Super Bowl, they were great right up until they got figured out. Right. He has not adjusted to being figured out well. He hasn't. Now, Stafford, I think, no, I know, mm-hmm. way better than Goff. Totally. So, yeah. maybe it's not that McVay got figured out. Maybe it's that Goff got figured out. That could be. That's so, the narrative they're yeah. definitely going with. I like so, a team who's always trying to win the Super Bowl. Yeah. I mean, as a, as a fan, I, you got to like that. The Rams are fun because, yeah, they, they never stop taking swings. Yeah. The Stafford move was a swing, and I'm like, all right, go for it. That's fun. Absolutely, dude. I don't think re-signing Leonard Floyd was at that money was great. Yeah. But it's, I mean, it's 32 guaranteed, so it's 8 mil a year. Yeah. He probably deserved six. Yeah. But whatever. Yeah. You gotta yeah, Leonard Floyd. Can, you got to have somebody on the outside who can take advantage of Aaron Donald destroying people. Yeah, and he was the beneficiary of that for sure yeah. on his own. I don't think he's that good. Um, the Niners, they did, they did one thing. Alex they, Mack. Yeah, I'm excited about Alex. The rest Mack. were basically re-signings. The best, yeah. Yusek the rest were was re-signing. Jason Verrett was a re-signing, which I think both those are good moves. Uh, yeah, Alex Mack coming in at center. With a healthy Jimmy G, it's, it's a good help, football it's team. It's going to help them a lot. Absolutely. Alex Mack, is, he knows Shanahan's system. He's played his best under Shanahan. He's going to he's gonna do some damage for sure. Seahawks are the last team. Have they done anything? They re-signed Chris Carson. They get Gerald Everett from the Rams. which I like, is. I like the Gabe Jackson signing. I like Gabe Jackson a lot. Um, part of the Raiders' offensive line purge. Again, scratching your head if you're a Raiders well, fan. The Seahawks are kind of like the Vikings in that their offensive line has, has just – been not good for a while and so getting a, a real professional offensive lineman for a fifth round pick yeah it's pretty good i want to go a couple minutes on like how you feel about russell wilson just as a football star <laughs> i think he's a, a human i think he's a whack job and he would be like he brings a Kirk cousins level of cheesiness and unlikability to the table he's a better player but man that's that's something he's just a weird guy yeah you know um where are you at on him? I cannot. So Russell Wilson does things that nobody else in the NFL can do. Yeah. Like he is consistently 
the best like deep ball converter in mm-hmm. the NFL. Mm-hmm. He is he's an incredible playmaker. Yeah. I don't know that he runs an offensive system super well. Right. I've n- he's and he's been on a weird team his whole career. Yeah. Like the Seahawks have been a weird team. They've been they super run heavy. They've been super like Legion of Boomish. Yeah. You know, Pete Carroll's a weirdo. Yes. You got all this stuff going on. And and so he's never just been in like a you know, like the Patriots are like yeah. steady as she goes for yeah. twenty years. Right. Um I don't know what to make of Wilson. I will say, if they'd like to try Kirk Cousins instead of Russell Wilson, um I <laughs> You would I, be willing to I take I would like to give the Vikings permission to make that deal. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah, yeah you do that a hundred yeah, times. I'm not uh I'm not his weirdness doesn't bother me in the slightest. There's, yeah. been, there's weird sports stars all the time. Yeah. Like teammates generally roll their eyes and are like, "Yeah, but what do they do on the field? That's like, it. Do they yeah. show up in practice? Do they show up in games? Cool. He's a great on the field guy, yeah. of course. Yeah. And I think his work ethic is like, I think it is. It's, it's it, off the charts. He's a it pro. Ma- it matches the excellence he has. Yeah. He has delivered. Yeah, he's not a lazy weirdo at all. Um, but yeah, just an interesting NFL personality, Russell Wilson. Well, Pipe, we've done what we always do in this program, in that we've wandered to and fro throughout the entirety of NFL free agency up to this point. Yeah, for more than an hour. It's been comprehensive for more than an hour. It's been fun. Um, It's been a while since we taped a sports app. And until next time. The Happy Rant is brought to you by Resonate Recordings. If you go to ResonateRecordings.com, you can see the full range of services they offer. So if you're considering starting a podcast, they are the ones we recommend going with. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see their prices, to connect with them and ask any questions, and to see what they can do to help you launch, edit, master, and improve your podcast. Again, go to ResonateRecordings.com to see what they can do to help you launch and improve your podcast. Ted, what do you want to do today? Well, Ashley, I've always got uh, work to do, naps to take, but I have a better idea. How about we invite everyone to listen to the Team Us podcast? I love that idea. Let's do it right now. Hi, everyone. We're Ted and Ashley Slater, and we'd love for you to join us as we talk about teamwork in marriage. We share how grace, commitment, and cooperation can help couples live the everyday moments of marriage together. To listen, go to lifeaudio.com and search for Team Us.